Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, featuring independent and emerging artists and bands from across Canada and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week is the very talented country pop artist out of Devon, Alberta, Martina Dawn. I had the absolute pleasure of presenting this very talented young woman with the Horizon Youth Award at the 11th Annual Country Music Alberta Awards on March 20th. And it was very, very well deserved. Congratulations, Martina. In this episode, you're, of course, going to get to know her a lot better. We also talk about what it was like growing up in a very musically inclined family. We also talk about how excited she is to experience the world with her music and how she's very excited to connect with more people as her career goes on. What she feels are some of her greatest achievements so far in her career and what else she would like to continue to do. Who her musical inspirations have been throughout the years and who she is absolutely loving right now. And so much more. This was a really good, really fun conversation. I am so excited for you to hear it. And of course, you are going to hear two of her songs. You're going to hear Hate It and her latest Game Over. Both amazing. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. First off, thank you so much for hanging out with me, Martina, this afternoon. This is super exciting because we get to now say you're, well, actually, we could have said this last year too, of course, with another award we're going to talk about, but you're an award-winning artist out of Devon, Alberta, which is so awesome. Congratulations on your award this past weekend at the Country Music Alberta Awards. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for having me on the podcast. I am so excited to be talking with you. This is so fun. (laughs) I am so excited. It's a long time coming and I'm very happy to talk all about you this afternoon. And we're going to start at the very, very beginning. So you started doing this when you were about 11 or 12 and you were pretty much raised into this industry as you do have an incredibly musical family. So let's talk about your beginnings in music. Yeah. So like you said, I started at like 11 or 12 gigging. I started singing around five because my mom, actually Kim Simon, who's also a musician, singer, songwriter, wonderful human being herself. She started teaching music out of our house when I was around five because a girl, we had just moved to Devon and a girl who I think, I, I think I danced with her little sister, asked my mom if she was doing singing lessons. They found out she was a singer. And so my mom said, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. She was in her high school drama program or whatever. And it started this whole thing. And it was like a, a wave. My mom did this for over 10 years, doing music and teaching it. And it was such a good program. So I started when I was five in there. It was called Songbirds. And it kind of brought me up. And I never actually really wanted to be a singer. It was always kind of like an idea in my head. But it was never like something I was like really, really like set on doing. I would go to all these little festivals and stuff. And I would I would win all these little awards when you're little, right? And But it never was something that really got stuck in my mind until I was around 12. And my mom was doing a lesson with one of her students. And they had these guitars. And I had taken a year of guitar before, but I hated it. I hated playing guitar. (laughs) so much because it was so hard I was like eight and little fingers guitars just not very fun but I was like 12 and I saw my mom and her student and I saw them playing guitars and I was like okay well now I want to pick up a guitar so (laughs) I picked one up 
And I picked it up like that. Like it was super quick because I already had like the knowledge. And from then on, my mom was like, Martina, like you sound really good doing that. We should like maybe book you for a couple gigs. And I was like, okay. So then it really just started from there. And then I went to the first Country Music Alberta Awards for myself like that next year. And I made all these friends and I met all these people and I really, really fell in love with the industry. And so I've been working in it ever since. We call me and some of my friends that I actually met that week, we call each other industry babies because we've all like grown up together in this. And it's such a cool experience that I've gone through. That is so cool. And also you mentioned that you hated playing guitar, but now you play guitar and piano from my understanding. Yeah, I dabble in piano. I don't really do it on gigs a lot because I'm not like the best piano player I can just like chord to accompany myself and I don't really trust myself on stage (laughs) because I do just kind of like fiddle with it a little bit but I I love piano I love guitar they're my favorite things to do and now actually since I've been so accustomed and so used to playing with an instrument on me my mom since she's still in the music industry and I live with her and she was a music teacher (laughs) she constantly is on me and she's like Martina we need to get you out of the guitar so It's kind of like my safety blanket, but like I'm trying to grow without that a little bit and do a little more just like singing and moving around. I absolutely love that. Your mom is Kim Simon, very talented singer songwriter who I'm a huge fan of. And I met her four years ago, my first Alberta Country Music Awards. And yeah, I've been a huge fan of her ever since. So how is it having someone like her to look up to like that for your music? And what kind of advice has she shared with you over the years? I'm very blessed to have had her doing this because like I said, we've all grown up in this and I know a lot of my other friends that they kind of went in a little more blind to it than I did as they didn't have someone as close to them guiding them all the time. So it was really a blessing having her with me, walking me through it. She's been through all the ropes, all the troubles, journeys, whatever. And so that's been really nice, but it's also a little bit of a curse because people don't realize what it's like having someone who was a music teacher and a musician living in your house. Like I will literally just be like screwing around on my piano, just like trying to figure out a song. And my mom will yell down and she'll be like, Martina, you hit that note flat. And I'm like, thanks mom. Like, I know, like, it's just this funny little thing we've got going, but I love it. It overall has been such a good experience. And like, she is such a supportive mother. Like her goal is to push me to the end, right? Like she's the number one fan, the number one momager, I call her, (laughs) which is so fun. So it's just been so good. And I love having her by my side. She's like my little bestie. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. She is such a sweetheart and you're very lucky to have her for sure. And she's very lucky to have you too, because you guys are so supportive of each other. Yes, it is so fun. It's like having like a built-in music best friend that you're with constantly. (laughs) And like, Now that I'm older, now that I've turned 18 and I've graduated high school, I've kind of gotten out of those, like, I mean, not fully, but like a little bit out of those bratty teenage years. (laughs) So you never grow out of those, trust me. (laughs) No, you never really do. But now I'm a lot more like close with my mom, I find, because it's not like, oh, my mom's doing this for this. Like I have like a better attitude around it. So now me and my mom are like really close. It actually started me and her being this close right after I graduated. But then we got COVID in like September and me and her were locked down together. (laughs) We, I am now like attached to her at the hip. I go through withdrawal if I don't see her for more than like three days. It's so fun. (laughs) Well, you got a tattoo of her handwriting, didn't you? Yes, I did. It says she's always called me my best girl. It's always been her thing. 
And so I got her to write that out for me. And I went and got that tattooed on my wrist. So I always have a little piece of her with me. That's so sweet. So you never have to go with withdrawals anymore. She's always there with you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, especially because now I'm 18 and we're like, well, Martina, you might end up moving out soon. And I'm like, I don't (laughs) want to leave. (laughs) Well, also with your career, I feel like it's going to go so many different places and it's going to go in many different places. So that is going to be super exciting. And yes. You have mentioned in previous interviews that you love your people and that the people of Devon are just the best and they truly support you. And you also mentioned that all your photos in your last year have been done with your friends as your photographers. And I feel like small communities are the absolute best for up and coming artists and their support is unwavering to say the least. So let's talk about growing up in Devon and how that has supported and grown your career. Like you said, it has been awesome, especially these last couple of years as, as things have picked up. Everyone has always been so supportive and we've got like a very close family circle. Like my actual family lives quite far away. My mom's from Stetler. So like that's two hours from here and we don't get to see them a lot. They're obviously super supportive, but we don't get to see them as much as we like. So when we live in Devon and all of our friends here, they become your family. And all of my best friends are my family. My parents, all of their best friends are like second parents. Like they say, it takes a village to raise kids. And I really have been raised by a village, which is so fun. And they're all so supportive of my music. They all come out to every gig. I played Cook County in February. Mm -hmm. And I think half of the town of Devon was there. (laughs) Literally the whole place was just packed with the town of Devon. And it was funny because all my like band and everyone were like, oh, Martina, like you filled this place good. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, little do you know, my mom booked a bus with like 40 people on it from Devon alone (laughs) to come out and watch me at Cook County. So it's it's been awesome having that support. And my best friends are like my rocks. I freaking love them. My best friend, Chloe Drader, will go out and we just love taking photos of things. So my mom's business partner had this really nice camera and I asked if I could use it to take a couple photos from my social media. He said, of course. And it became like this thing we would do like all the time. And it was like one of our favorite ways to hang out with each other because we had so much fun doing it. And I I just love it. It's just such an awesome time here. And growing up has just been oh, unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds so exciting. I want to go to Devon now. <laughs> well, and it's that small town dynamic that we've got, right? So like I work at Esquila. I work at Rabbit Hill. Obviously, musicians, we all pretty much have second jobs. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm not afraid to admit that. So I've worked at Rabbit Hill for four years. And I'm not in school anymore. I graduated. But half of my friends, we all took this gap year. And so now we all still work together. And like some of my best friends, Michaela, who's like my number one, we were in the same kindergarten class. Chloe, we were in the same kindergarten class. So it's just this really cool, like, we all are so, so close. Like, it's a sibling dynamic almost. It's awesome. That is so, so sweet. So you have been doing this for quite some time. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your inspirations. Like who are some of your musical inspirations that you grew up on and who are you loving right now? Oh my goodness. Well, my favorite, and I will say this till the day I die, is Shania Twain. Oh my God. I love that woman. She (laughs) is just everything I want. Country, pop, superstar, literally everything. I love her so much. And like, When I was little, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I was born in Lacombe. I lived in Lacombe until I was around four, and then we moved to Devon. But Lacombe is a lot more like, it's a little more country, I guess you could say. So we were surrounded by country music a lot more. And so I grew up on like Rascal Flats, Dixie Chicks, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood was a big one. Taylor Swift. Oh my God, I'm a diehard Taylor Swift fan. 
all of them are like my country music inspirations. I love them. There's a video of me. I think I was around two years old singing God bless the broken road in our little Lacombe house, just like next to the stereo. I would just stand there and sing that. And like Paul Brandt, there's a video of me singing. Didn't even see the dust. Oh my goodness. Now I'm getting like flashbacks from that video. (laughs) Those were like my main ones growing up. And right now, actually, I have been listening to a lot of country music. I'm really in like this pop phase. And my favorite right now is Dua Lipa. I love her. Me and my best friend, Megan. Megan Page is also actually another artist. She yeah. was up to Verizon Youth Award as well. We are planning a trip to Montreal this summer to go see Dua Lipa at the Oshiga Festival. She's headlining the Sunday night. And I am so excited. I am a diehard Dua Lipa fan. I, oh, the sparkles, the 70s vibes, everything is my favorite thing in the world. So much sparkles. I am a sparkly, girly addict. Like, I love that stuff. And I am so excited to see her. (laughs) So, like, her, and then I listen to like a lot of, well, I'm in a weird Rihanna phase actually right now, too, where I listen to a lot of Rihanna. I feel like everyone went through that phase like six to 10 years ago, but I didn't ever go through that phase because I listened to a lot of country mm-hmm. but now I'm like in this phase where I listen to her on repeat so those are kind of like two right now that I'm listening to and that I actually really love their vibe and like their message and what they preach to people it's just self-love girl power love everyone around you like I just love those two right now those are my two favorites and Taylor Swift of course <laughs> of course <laughs> that is so darn cool so yeah you've been hitting the stage like you've been uh, performing around your house and performing around Devon since you were quite young but officially hit the stage around the age of 12 but it wasn't until 2021 when you released your first single hate it so you said it was really cool to finally get your own music out how did that feel when you first brought out hate it back in June of 2021. It was super cool, especially like, like you said, I've been doing this now since I was like 11. So I'm 17, 18, I'm 18 now. Right. (laughs) I constantly forget how old I am, but I've been doing it for a while. And everyone would always ask me like, when are you releasing music? And that was, it was a funny story because I actually wasn't gonna record. It was a big like debate between myself and my like mom almost because we were kind of like, well, I'm young still. I don't really know when the right time is to pump out music. And then we met my producer, Travis Switzer, and we have known him for years, but we actually like sat down with him and he's like, no, I want, let's do it. Like, let's do it. He convinced us and we did it and it went super well. So hate it came out in June and that was such an awesome single. I love that song so much that will forever have a place in my heart. And then I just dropped Game Over. Mm-hmm. It was actually written by Canadian superstar Megan Patrick and a couple yeah. other really big writers in Nashville. That one's also going really well. And we're going to get into the studio in April to do some more. And it's just a really exciting time. And it's been a really exciting process where I have learned so much. There's so much I had no clue about. And I already had like that kind of knowledge of what we were doing from my mom. But there was even more stuff that like I had no clue even happened when you were doing this. What was one of the biggest things that you learned as an up and coming artist in your career so far? What was a big surprise to you that you didn't know what actually did happen behind the scenes? Honestly, I can say hmm, that's a good question. It's kind of one of those things where I've been raised into it. And so most things I kind of had an idea. But now a lot of it is like how the big thing was how you get songs. So like writing is obviously a really big portion of the music industry. But what a lot of people don't know is that most big songs aren't written by the person who sings them. So 
there was actually this also internal battle. I, I write a little bit, but I'm not too much into it like a lot of people are. And there was this constant push on me, I felt, from like industry people and like all the people around me to be like, write, write, write your own songs. And I just never had this like this little like burst to write, I guess. It was just never my thing. I get really busy with other things and I prioritize other things. And I don't like to write my feelings down, I guess, which is totally... <laughs> It's totally respectable for other people, but for myself, I am not good with that stuff. The one thing I learned was how to get these songs and how they literally will pitch you like so many, so many songs and like the whole process with the publishing licenses and how many songs you can get and like who's writing them and where to find them. It's a whole process on where to get them, but it's really interesting. And I actually think it's quite beneficial to record other people's songs especially when you've got really big writers on them because it makes you look like you have these big people on your side which I think is a really interesting dynamic that a lot of people don't know goes on in the music industry yeah that is a pretty big aspect of it as well and if you could have any songwriter on this planet like you did mention a lot of influences earlier of course if you could have any songwriter write you a song who would you love to sing a song by oh my god well I think the number one answer would be Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) my first concert was Taylor Swift and Kenny Chesney like I love Taylor Swift. I'm really good friends with Haley Benedict, actually. So yeah. I can't say I'm as big of a fan as her. She is like, die hard. But I'm pretty close up to there. I've been to every concert that she's came to Edmonton for. And I just love her. She is incredible. And her songwriting, like, even though I don't write my own stuff a lot, I can respect a good freaking songwriter. And she is one of them. I also really like Lori McKenna's writing. I think she is an incredible songwriter and I just love listening to all her stuff. That's really sweet. So, I mean, if an artist did come up to you and said, Martina, we want you to write a song for us. Who would you share all your emotions with for an artist? Who would you step out of your shell for? Um, that's also a good question. You're just throwing them at me. I love it. Huh. What's a good band that I'm like really obsessed with right now? I really, really love Tennille Arts. I really love her stuff. And I, I don't know, her vibe is just so comfortable. And I've met her a couple times. And I just love her. I feel like I could open up to her or like Mackenzie Porter. Those two. Those are like my top two that I definitely would feel really comfortable around, I think. Nice. Great choices. Now we're going to go back to your first single, Hate It. And it was released on June 18th, 2021. And it was written by Hannah Ellis and Grammy Award winning nominee Jason Massey and was produced by CCMA Hall of Honor inductee Travis Switzer featuring numerous award winning musicians and was mixed by Juno and CCMA Award winner Bart McKay. But man, you sing it like you wrote that song, like you had some heart into that song, like you've experienced this because the song, it goes into a situation of still being attached to a person that you fell in love with and being so emotionally invested in them that you can't let go. And I even felt this song in my soul when you sang it. So tell us how you made the song your own before you played here. It was one of those songs where it's like, I actually have not really dated around a lot in my teenage years. I'm very level-headed. And as soon as like I see a red flag, I'm out. Like I literally don't have time for that kind of stuff. However, I will say I have this one friend and me and him are still friends, but I was like, in love with this kid for like four years and there was always something there and we still talk and he still like will say things to me that like to try and like get me back into like being obsessed with him almost and 
So I kind of just had that little feeling, that little fire going in me that just really related to that song from that moment on. I just loved it. And I really wanted to go with something that I know a lot of teenage girls like can go with, not even just teenagers, but like young women. Because I feel like especially right now with like we're in a whole new era of dating. And I feel like this is a big part of what comes with dating is that attachment, especially with social media and being able to talk to one another like 24 seven, like you never really can detach from that person unless you fully cut them off, which no one really wants to do if you're having those feelings for another person. So I just really wanted to portray and feel what the song was about and make other people feel what I was feeling. So it was a really cool song once I got to hear it. Well, we felt it. (laughs) And that is amazing. So here it is. This is Hate It by our guest, the wonderful Martina Dawn. Most people break up, they either make up or they avoid each other. Doing their best to try to forget that they were ever lovers. But you
is Hate It, available everywhere now by our guest, Martina Dawn. And we have to talk about your career. So, so far in your career, you have won some coveted awards and have gotten some coveted recognitions, such as winning Global Country Canada Star Search. And once again, congrats on your most recent win for Horizon Youth Award at the Country Music Alberta Awards. You've been nominated for that for several years now. So congrats on absolutely everything up to this point. And I know you have the brightest of bright future. So what do you think has been one of your greatest achievements so far? And what else would you like to do with your music career? And what else would you like to achieve? Where would you like to see yourself go? Well, thank you so much. Once again, you're so kind. I love, I love listening to you talk and talking to you. You make me feel so comfortable and happy. Oh my goodness. So, well, I would say so far, that's one of my like bigger achievements. The Country Music Alberta Horizon Youth Award, just because I have been in that association for like so long and I know everyone super well. So it was really cool to stand up in front of my peers and accept an award for not just myself, but them as well, which was it was just so cool. One of the other things I'd probably say is I actually played Country Thunder, one of the smaller it's a smaller stage. Mm -hmm. But when I was like 15, I got that gig and that was like a really cool experience I got to meet some really cool people and just to say you played a stage at Country Thunder is like pretty freaking cool I'd say that's probably one of the other achievements but I don't really like keep track of them and then all of a sudden people tell me things that I've done and I'm like whoa yeah that's kind of cool so when you're like talking about all that I'm like oh my god yeah I did do that (laughs) so that's kind of fun and I think it's almost more fun being that way, being almost a little forgetful about that kind of stuff, because it reminds me when I do hear, I'm like, that is really cool. Like I never lose the excitement for it because it's constantly just reminding me and it's very humbling. I really obviously want to go the big direction with my music. Mm -hmm. I'm really bad at social media. So I'm trying to pick that up a little better recently because I know that's what you kind of have to do, obviously, to build your name and your career right now. I kind of just want to get my music out there. And I love people like I am such a people person. I love meeting new people. I love traveling. I just love people in general. So one of my goals with my career is just to meet as many people as possible and just experience so many different things and experience the world and different cultures, different personalities, different, literally everything you can imagine. I just want to experience it all. Life is relatively short. So that is my goal with my career. And I think it's really cool that music does give that opportunity. And it's definitely something that's also shaped why I want to do it because I have been doing it for so long. So it definitely all goes hand in hand. And I'd say that's my number one kind of goal to take away from all that I do. Well, you sound very excited about your future and your career as you should be. And I can just hear it through your voice. I can't see your face, but I can just hear it. It makes (laughs) me so excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So I asked Devin on the stage before we presented you with the award, I said that, you know, the Horizon Youth Award category has always been dominated by young women. And it has been over the last several years with all the winners being young women. So I asked him, I said, why do you think that is? And he, of course, said, well, because we're obviously braver than men, which is true. (laughs) But why do you think that is? I think it's kind of a fun question. You know, like, why do you think younger women are more prone to start their music careers a little bit earlier than men? I've noticed that as a bit of a trend over the last several years. Here's the thing. I actually think there's a couple reasons for it. And I think about this a lot and it somewhat can get controversial if Mm -hmm. I tell people this, but I don't, I don't really care because I honestly think it's the truth. When you're a female in the industry, you have to work your way up in different ways than men. 
I find. So like I'll go out with my guy friends in the industry and they can just almost do whatever they want. Talk to whoever they want. Like there's that. I don't know, just because they're a guy, they, it's almost like it's not a big deal. But for women, you have to like be super proper, be on your A game at all times, look your best, be your best. You just have to have so much more effort into that side of things. And I think that's why it, why we get started off so young, especially because we just have to like learn how to do all that, which is kind of sad in a way, like just a little bit. But that's definitely one of the reasons I started young and my mom started me young is to teach me like how to schmooze. I always call it schmoozing, which might sound a little bad, but schmoozing people being proper, even like the number one thing I remember my mom saying to me, my first country music Alberta awards, sit like a lady. I had to learn to sit like a lady. Because <laughs> I do that in a dress. And she would just look at me and be like, Martina sit like a lady. So it's just like those little like etiquette things. And I honestly think it's just a way to raise women into that, which it, it almost makes me sad that there's not as many boys in the category because they're not starting as early. And there is just less youth in general, I've noticed recently coming up, which obviously could be due to COVID. But I'm hoping there's almost a little bit of change because like, for example, one of my friends, he was at the awards weekend this past weekend. He said he was like, I always was all with girls, which was very beneficial towards him because he is the perfect little chivalrous, like he knows how to treat women, which is really awesome. But there weren't a lot of guys growing up in this industry. And I I think that needs to change a little bit just because it does give you that more experience if you start so young. Interesting. I actually agree with that. It does take women a little bit longer to get to where a lot of men get to so quickly in their careers. But you have hit a lot of stages. We got to talk about this, like a ton of stages over the last several years. I got a bit of a list here. So Hold on to yourself. We're going through it. (laughs) So since you've been doing this for around six years, live on stage, you have particularly been at events around Devon and with Red 19 Entertainment, but you have been wowing crowds around North America for several years. Like you have performed in Nashville at Tootsie's, Honky Tonk Grill, the Country Music Hall of Fame, in Graceland, and closer to home, you are a semifinalist for K-Day's talent competition, a finalist for both the Big Valley Jamborees, ATV homegrown talent competition, and the Pinocchio Stampede talent competition, Diamonds in the Rough at the CCMAs, Country Thunder, like you mentioned, Cook County Saloon recently. And most recently, you put on one hell of a performance on the Country Music Alberta stage this past March. Like, man, You've been keeping so busy. And of course, you mentioned that you do want to go big with your career and totally think you should. But if you could play any stage in any city or town, where would you love to showcase your music? Oh, my God. That's a really good question. (laughs) There's a few places, but mm, number one would obviously be the Grand Ole Opry. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like the dream that I've been there. That is the dream is to play the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman. Those are like the churches of country music. And I really think those are like where everything starts big. And that is what can carry your career, especially in the country music industry. Also, like if we're throwing like a real far-fetched one, like probably Madison Square Garden, like that'd be really sick. (laughs) But I do like, love performing so I I do think about that quite a bit because I find for myself at least like entertaining is what I love to do I love performing for a crowd and putting on a show so now that gigs are back I am so excited because that is 
what I love. Like, I just love seeing people's faces and making people happy while I'm performing. Well, no dream is too big or too small. So I say keep on dreaming. Madison Square Garden, why not? Put it out to the universe. (laughs) So you did mention earlier that music wasn't kind of your first career choice and that you weren't doing it full time for quite some time. You're kind of wavering there for a bit, but you do love singing and you do love the music industry, of course, and you even love a bit of acting here and there. And I found this interview from a very long time ago with you. I think you're around 12 or something. And I know (laughs) I do my (laughs) research. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You get in there. God. (laughs) So you said that after you graduate high school, you would like to pursue a music career and being in the singer songwriter entertainment industry and even act a little bit. However, you said if that does not work out, you would still like to stay in the entertainment industry in some way. Like you would want to become a manager or an entertainment lawyer, which I thought was super sweet to hear. But if you weren't doing music, what do you think you would be doing? Would you stay in entertainment or would you be doing something completely different? I really do think I'd end up in the entertainment industry somehow just because that's what like my mom does. And I really love mm-hmm. working in hand with my mom. She is a very, very smart, accomplished woman who knows what she's doing, especially in the entertainment industry. So like, for example, now she's really getting into planning events and planning shows. So actually, there's a few instances in the summer, the summer where I might do some stage management for her at some of her events that she's planned, which I think I'll love. And I would also love to manage and like help young artists. I actually was talking with my mom and I need to bring this up to CMAB. I want to start like a youth program or something through there because it was such like an influential thing for me to go through when I was like 11, 12 and I was working and meeting all these people. And with COVID, a lot of the stuff that me and my friends grew up with has kind of slowed down because they didn't have the funds or they weren't able to like continue it due to like certain companies buying out other companies and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I really, really would love to do more stuff like that. Also, the other thing that I'm kind of looking to get into anyway, just on the side is real estate. I really, really love real estate. (laughs) I love houses. I love interior design. I love basic finances and like accounting. I find it really interesting. And I wasn't very good at math in school. But at the same time, I love learning about that stuff. So that's kind of a direction I want to go, which I think can actually go with music hand in hand, especially like investment properties down in the States and whatnot. So that's kind of the direction I'm leaning to anyways. And it's a good plan to fall back on because I am a realist. Like I like to dream, but I am very much a realist. And I think in the music industry, especially you need to have something to fall back on because that financial side of things is never guaranteed. So that's kind of what I want to do and what I want to work towards. Big goals. I love that so much. That's so exciting. That is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. We just got to talk about what you do outside of music. So you mentioned some of your interests that you have outside of music, but we got to talk about your photography again, because you said you've gotten pretty good at photography yourself and you're great at it. So what do you love about photography? Because I feel like as though as creative people, we don't just have one way to display or let out our creativeness. So what is it about photography that you love so much? Well, you see, I'm not like that into it, but I do just love taking photos. I think it is so fun and I love editing photos. It's just because I am not very good at like drawing and I'm good at like writing more analytical stuff, not as much as like creative. So I think photography is a really cool way to experiment with like colors and the creativeness of the world and like what we have because people really like don't see like the beauty that's right in front of them and you can enhance it with certain like editing programs 
and like just so fun going around. And I love making my friends feel beautiful too, because it's so much fun. I find so many girls have so many insecurities. So going out with my friends and taking photos of them and just being like, look, this is such a beautiful photo and showing them how beautiful they really are makes my heart so happy. So it's just one of my favorite things to do. I love it. That is so cool. What else do you like to do outside of music? What are some of your hobbies and interests? Well, I work a lot. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a self-proclaimed workaholic. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This whole winter, I have barely had any days off, but music has always just kind of been my escape, which is, I think it's a really cool concept when you can turn what you love into a job. Now there is that fine line where it does get a little stressful sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, I'm turning my passion into a job. And that's, it's making it not as fun, but it's definitely just a good thing for me to use to escape. I also just love hanging out with my friends. I I'm getting into this little, maybe I no, I'm going to, I'm an open book, whatever. I'm getting into a little party phase where me and my friends will be going out to the bars and stuff, which I think comes with when you turn 18. And so like last night I was out at the bars in Edmonton, just bar crawling, which is so much fun. And I love, it comes with like the meeting new people. Like you can meet new people, you dance to music, you just have so much fun. So that's kind of like what I've been up to recently for sure. Man, that's just like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the 18 year old life. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. And we're going to backtrack here for a second. You mentioned turning your hobby into a job, which I thought was interesting. So how do you keep music fun and how do you keep it light and how do you keep it less of a job and more as something you just love to do actually the one way I do that is with piano so I never play piano on stage and I like to keep that separate for the reason that I don't have to worry about that professionally like I can just sit and play random little songs on the piano especially I don't play a lot of country when I'm playing on the piano and I learn a lot more pop songs. So I try and go out of the country genre if I'm trying to keep it more of a hobby on that side of things. Like I kind of stay country if I'm doing work. And then I go into like random little genres of music when I'm just chilling by myself, just escaping. So like I play a lot of what's the word? Why can't I think like the script, like more alternative stuff. That's what I was looking for. I run into that, like Dua Lipa. Like, I just love branching off into different aspects of music that I don't necessarily use when I'm doing music work. So that's kind of been the way I've been balancing it, at least recently. That is so darn cool. And before we talk about your latest song, Game Over, let's talk about what you're doing for the rest of 2022. What's going on? Gigs are picking up, woo -woo, which woo. is so exciting with COVID lifting and whatnot. Like I said, I love travel. So I kind of want to travel a little bit. Like I know I'm super young and I know these are kind of the best times to travel. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how to balance music, which is getting a lot more busy with still being a young teenager and experiencing the world because I do want to do that. So that's kind of what I'm planning. Maybe a couple Nashville trips back and forth. I'm working with some really cool new people recently, which is really exciting. So just all that. And like, hanging out with my music friends again, because during COVID, I didn't get to hang out a lot with them. So I was like talking to like Haley Benedict and Hannah Gaza, who are like two of my best friends and have been since I was 12, especially in this industry. And we're all making plans to hang out more and stuff now that COVID has lifted and all this. So it'll be really fun. And I'm just looking forward to this year. Like I'm so excited, especially CCMAs in Calgary this year. Oh my God, they're going to be so fun because everyone's going to be there and I'm so excited. It is going to be a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
Last but definitely not least, we got to talk about this kick-ass song, Game Over. It was written by Megan Patrick and Blake Bollinger. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. And Thomas Archer. Yeah. And yeah, I love the beat of the song. I love the groove of the song. And I just think you suit this song so well, like for your, like your vocals suit the song so, so well. How did you make this song your own? Well, thank you. First of all, I'm glad you like it. I think this is a really fun song because, well, actually it's kind of similar to how my parents met. Like, it's like that really fast, sudden love where you just like, no. And my parents actually, they met at a bar, were engaged after a week and married like two months later. So it actually kind of follows their story a little bit. So I think it's really fun to sing about. And every time my parents hear it, they love it. And like my dad cried when he first heard it. So it's really fun just having this song and like having that sort of weird connection story-wise. I think it's a super cool concept. So it is a great concept. And before I play it here, introduce it for us. This is Game Over, sang by me, Martina Dawn. And I really, really hope you enjoy it.
There is the latest by our guest, Martina Don, called Game Over. And a few minutes ago, you heard her song, Hate It. Both of those songs and all of her music are available wherever you buy, download, or stream your music right now. And make sure you follow along on all of her social media and on her website, martinadonmusic.com, to keep in touch and follow along with her very promising and very exciting musical journey. A massive thank you going out to Martina Dawn for hanging out on One to Watch Wednesday this week. You are welcome back anytime. That was so fun. And that has been your One to Watch Wednesday for this week. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out today and have a great rest of your day. <laughs>